Yes, and I'm going to welcome a couple of fabulous guests with tips for you in terms of what to read, watch and listen to in the very broad framework of foreign affairs, politics and history. All good stuff. This month, we're joined by Gautam Mishra, who's CEO of INKL, I-N-K-L. Uh, it's a news service that unlocks articles from some of the world's best news titles upon which I rely every day. Welcome, Gautam. Thanks very much for having me. And Gemma Purdy's also ready with her recommendations. Gemma's the host of the podcast Talking Indonesia. She edits the quarterly magazine Inside Indonesia, and she's also the director of a festival of short films from Indonesia and Australia. Salamat pagi. Oh, selamat pagi. Thank you for having me. Terima kasih. Um, now, let's start with film, Gemma. You've, you're suggesting an award-winning film called Uni, Y-U-N-I, directed by Camila Andini. Can you tell us about it, please? Oh, I would love to tell you about this film. Camila Andini is a young woman who is having a lot of success internationally on the festival circuit. Some people may have heard of her and seen her films in the Melbourne International Film Festival where it's, they have been screened over the past few years. This film, Uni, is quite extraordinary. It's the story of a 17-year-old girl, Uni, who's in her final year of high school. She lives in a small town in West Java, so it's not a big city, but it's not, it's not a village. It's a small town. And I guess our viewers might, sorry, viewers might um, relate to, you know, this is a story of a girl hanging out with her friends, getting through school, all the same kind of dramas that, that any teen girl might have. But on top of this is Uni's, so the structure in which she lives, which is particular to her, to the part of Indonesia where she lives, the patriarchal structures that are there, the traditional kind of frameworks. Uni is 17, so it's about the right time for her family to be finding her a partner for marriage. And so we have this tale of Uni struggling through her final year of high school, thinking about further education, which is very, a very difficult question to broach because it's an expensive endeavour for her very lower middle class class family. And she's got all these suitors coming to her home. Right. And they're more than suitors. Yeah. Okay. They're people who are... Yeah. Oh, I mean, it, look, the film has English subtitles, but here's just a little bit of it. So it's quite a thoughtful sort of she's reflecting there, um, you know, and she has to sort of negotiate. You, you tell us all religion, sexuality, gender, class, all of that, which is exactly. not, it doesn't, it's not actually discussed a lot in Indonesia out loud anyway. This is why it's a really important film and quite an extraordinary one, I think. So its success internationally, I think, is part of the reason why it's pushing the boundaries. And in fact, on release in Indonesia, the film was uncut in that what we have seen in our international film kind of festival context is what Indonesians have seen. And it's quite an explicit film. So you see, um, I would say, you know, it's rated kind of MA plus for our mm. cinemas. Um, but that's a big deal in Indonesia. So, yeah, really important one to watch. It's not yet on Australia in streaming platforms, but I think it will be really soon. So okay. I encourage anyone to look out for anything done by Camilla. Her father's a very famous filmmaker also. His name is Garen Nugroho. Excellent. Now, from a small town in West Java to this. Black hole sun, 
We have a historic opportunity. We're not going to come in second place again. We're talking about discovering life on another planet. Let's go to Mars, people. They're just going to leave us back here, hanging in the dust. The survival of my crew depends on it. Being first is what it's all about. Just a bit different. <laughs> Gautam Mishra <laughs> sounds epic. What are you recommending and what's it about? Um, so this is a show on Apple TV. It's called For All Mankind. There are three seasons in now. I haven't watched all of it. I'm about halfway through season two. Uh, but I thought it's a really interesting show to share with your listeners because it, it it's an interesting narrative that works on two levels. The broad premise of the show is what would have happened if the Americans had lost the space race and if Russians had put a man on the moon first. And it's in, in a similar way to a movie several years ago now called Sliding Doors, the film, sorry, the, the show, sorry, sorry, expl- um, explores how that one change would then have cascading effects. And so, for example, there are certain things that get significantly accelerated, like uh, gender equality. And then there are others um, that, you know, go in the opposite direction. So I won't give too much away in terms of what actually happens in the show. But I thought it was really interesting because there's a very broad societal commentary on how the world changed over the last 50 years. And, mm. how you know, at least according to the show, um, a lot of that could have been triggered by this one sort of seminal event that really sort of was deeply rooted or deeply anchored in the American psyche. But at the same time, the show also works on another level, which is the much more interpersonal sort of uh, character level, where the characters are really quite well developed and they're dealing with all the um, the complexities that come from, you know, having a very demanding job as an astronaut and they've got their relationship problems and problems with families. And it's it's really very interesting to see that as well, because, again, they're applying a historical lens to it. And it reminds you in a way of how much society and relationships have changed in the last 50 years. Even a simple thing like a father telling his son to address him as sir. You know, that, that was a fairly common thing to do not, not that long ago, but most people wouldn't dream of that today. So I just thought it was a really fascinating show for many reasons. Yes, and it's into its fourth season. It's been, you know, renewed, which which is very interesting. Um, and I do love the fact that it's um, described as a refreshingly retro space thriller reverse engineer's history. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen that particular phrase before. Okay, thank you. That's for all of mankind on Apple. Apple TV. Let's go to the printed page now. Gemma, I think we're all starting to think anyway about holiday reads. What are you recommending? Well, I'm recommending it is a good holiday read and for for lots of reasons. It's called Reasons Not to Worry. It's by Bridget Delaney, um, published by Alan and Unwin. So it's a little bit of a self-improvement book. I guess you could put it like that. But some people might be familiar with Bridget. She's a columnist with The Guardian and um, she writes in first person, and which she's doing in this book. And she's providing us with a kind of um, nice little entry point 
for the philosophers, the Stoic philosophers. So she's talking about Stoicism in a way that's very modern that we can apply to our own daily lives. And I think it's a really, it's a great book for our time. If I have this sitting on the desk next to me or I'm at a cafe and someone sees it, they're immediately wanting to pick it up. Reasons not to worry. It seems to strike a chord with people. The book's not, though, um, Don't Worry, Be Happy, because that's not the story that the Stoics have given us. It's very much a story about achieving what they call atraxia, which is tranquility. So how can we kind of get that nice level state of calmness in our lives where we don't, ex- you know, experience the highs and extreme lows that, you know, really we've been going through the past three years. So, yeah, I highly recommend this one. Yes, she's been a guest on the show a few months ago and I hope she's remaining Stoic because I think she's now become a political speech writer which just might test the stoicism. I think it's testing the stoicism, exactly. <laughs> but she will apply all of her principles, including the control test, um, which you'll all learn about when you read this book. It's, it's actually really practical and helpful. She might last beyond one term. You never know. Now, Gautam, you have lots of interesting things to read all the time, so I'd love to know what's impressed you. What's your reading pick? Um, So my son and I are actually reading a pair of books at the moment. I'm reading um, what's called Astrophysics for People in a Hurry, and he's reading the... um the kid's equivalent. It's called Astrophysics for Young People in a Hurry. And so uh, it's a really interesting um, exercise, really, because they're written by Neil deGrasse Tyson, who's obviously, you know, quite a famous um, television science presenter in the States. And uh, it's a really interesting book because um, it covers well, pretty much everything from the Big Bang onwards um, in the space of, I'd say, probably about 200 odd pages. And uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson is obviously, you know, quite famous because he has this prodigious talent for explaining things and making things interesting uh, in a way that, you know, otherwise would require hours and hours of study. Gee, I think that's an impressive achievement to get your child to read that with you. Yeah, well, you know how children are. They, they they go through phases where they want to read about different things. And so he's moved on from dinosaurs and he's into, you know, space travel and faster than light and oh. black holes. And so we're doing sort of a family book club at the moment. Impressive. Okay. Now, Gemma, um, finally, the superior medium of audio. You're letting us all know about a London Review of Books podcast called Iran's Protest. Well, it's, it's, it's you look under the uh, London Review of Books as, and then the edition is Iran's Protests, Azadeh Moavani. Um, and actually, because you told our producer I listened to it, it is fantastic. I just listened to it last night. Mm, I know. I'm a real news junkie, so it's great to have Gautam on the program and get to meet him. And so when I go for podcasts, um, you know, that's kind of where I'm headed for. I want to kind of get the stories behind the news. This is exceptional. I love this uh, podcast. So um, Azadeh Movani is a journalist. She's a writer. She's Iranian-American herself. And she's written a long-form essay for the London Review of Books, so people can go and check that out also. This just gives us, a f- you know, far more context 
It goes really deep into the protest movement, fem- uh, the feminist movement in Iran, particularly with the Kurdish feminist movements and their roles here. It really gives us more of a complex understanding of what this symbolic protest about uh, and around Masa Amini's death means and, you know, the use of the veil, how that's come up time and time again throughout, you know, modern um, Iranian history. She has some really, you know, kind of dark, I think, um, forecasts for what might happen in Iran. And, you know, we see even this week the protests are not abating and yet the forces are coming at them with more violence. And she kind of predicts that in the podcast as something that we need to be aware of, that the security forces probably won't stop. And, um, yeah. What I found fascinating was that she said that, you know, already in Tehran you can go to quite a few parts of Tehran as opposed to uh, more rural areas where nobody wears a scarf. Now, I didn't know that. And, you know, that it's actually an extremely secular country. Uh, So, anyway, I I couldn't agree with you more. Thank you for alerting me to it. Mm. And back to you, Gautam, for your listening tip, which is a series from the journalist and author Michael Lewis called Against the Rules. Yes. So this, again, it's uh, it's got three series, uh, three seasons so far. And it's an interesting show because Michael Lewis is a very keen observer of, well, I guess, of humanity and how people behave in certain situations. And so what he's done in this show is he's talking about how the idea of fairness has changed over the last few years. And so in the first season, he talks about referees and how it has now become acceptable or if not acceptable, certainly common for people to challenge and, um, you know, uh, the referees or the call of the referee where, you know, 20, 30 years ago, that was, you know, obviously unacceptable. Um, And then in the second one, he then talks about coaches. And in the third season, he talks about experts. And through all of it, what he's trying to do is he's trying to cut through this idea that seems to have developed that just because we can Google things, everyone's an expert at everything. And so you don't really need to respect anyone's actual mm. true ability and you know so, so it's really interesting the consequences that has on things as minor as kids games you know on on the weekend um all the way through to nba and um you know even even court cases and um yeah it's just a really really interesting show i and recommend it highly where can you get that oh that's just a podcast so anywhere you listen to podcasts so it's a, it's a Pushkin industry. Uh, if that's yes. that production audio production yes. company of Malcolm Gladwell, isn't it, and Jacob Weisberg? Yes, correct. Okay, so yes. all right. So Google uh, against the rules. That does sound very interesting. I, I'm going to recommend also, um, given that we we're talking about the World Cup, the Tom Holland, Jeremy Sandbrook, the rest is history. They're doing a most ambitious um, historical account, or they're. Picking moments of history from each of the 32 teams uh, of who are contesting the World Cup, their national backgrounds, it's really terrific. Gosh, they've been doing it, recording it apparently since about August. So I really commend that to people if you want to have a look. The rest is history. Uh, look, thank you very much indeed. That's been fantastic, Gemma Purdy and Gautam Mishra, for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and, you know, do let us know of the, yes, the assassination of JFK. Um, that is the most recent film. That's um, uh, that's the, Fiona has come back, Fiona Stewart, is, who texts us quite a lot. That's the the name of the SBS, um, the SBS uh, doc, documentary that was on that we referred to earlier. Find more great ABC RN stories that take you beyond the headlines on the ABC Listen app.